Celebrating 25 years of Jaguars football. Good! From 57 yards, Josh Lambeau has set the team record for consecutive field goals. It is Thursday, October 3rd. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now, a guy who was recently traded but just won't leave, J.P. Shedrick. The code still works. You were traded? Check still clears. Welcome in. Jaguars Happy mm. Hour. J.P. Shadrick. Tony Vaselli. What? Yeah. In the flesh. I got a Thursday night off. Seattle's a long way from Jacksonville. Oh, you're not doing Thursday night football. Yeah, Jeff Lagerman out this week. You're in. Glad to have you. Leon Searcy with us as always. What's up? Glad to be here always. Big Searce. Yeah. feel very protected at this table today with you two guys here. Yeah, the, yeah. Book, yeah, the book is. Yeah, he's on the wrong side. Though. That's what happened. <laughs> we are on the wrong side. <laughs> Sorry. <right now. laughs> Who set this up? Yeah, that's my bad. Uh, plenty to get to on the show today. Of course, a Panthers-Jaguars preview that'll come up Sunday. 1 o'clock to kick off time. Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina. These teams are eerily similar coming in. Containing McCaffrey, huge key to the game, of course. Can you contain him? Well, that Can is slow the key. Him down? That's we'll the key offensively. Minshew mania continues for the Jaguars' mm-hmm. offense. We'll see if Leonard Fournette can keep it up as well. And we'll go around the AFC South and the National Football League. We'll pick Thursday Night Football coming up as well, a game that you're not doing tonight. tonight. Yeah, playing so picket. So you can – well, you always pick it anyway. Oh, that's true. But you know, you're just not, you'll now pick it I not there. Officially pick it. That's okay. Um, this is, these teams are really close to the same right now. The quarterback got hurt. Backup comes in. They've won two in a row. The running game's there all of a sudden for the Jags, obviously. The defense is good for both sides. They can get after the quarterback when they, when they need to. Um, they're they're kind of set up similar coming in. Well, I mean, like. you look at Carolina. <clears throat> they're... Top five defense. Right now, the Jaguars' defense is in the bottom, right in the middle, basically. I think 17-18. Panthers are number one in sacks. They have 18 sacks tied for the lead. They lead the league in quarterback hits, too. Their running game has been going pretty much all year because Christian McCaffrey's been going all year. Their offense goes through McCaffrey. I mean, just follow him around. It's like It reminds me of Pop Warner, Leon. I mean, you have Hmm. that one guy on Pop Warner. You always get the ball, too. He always gets the ball. (laughs) Just follow him around. (laughs) That's that's where the ball is going to be. Um, but, yeah, backup quarterbacks, uh, run game. Yeah, it's similar in a lot of areas. Yeah, it is, especially at the quarterback play. Two young quarterbacks taking care of the football. You got Allen, he's got in two games, he's got four touchdowns, no interceptions. He's got a one, what, 118 QBR right now taking care of the football. Minshew, he's got, what, five touchdowns. and got one interception. One interception really isn't his. So, essentially, he's been taking care of the football as well. Defensively, both of the teams got the quarterback. We – and Thursday night game, we had nine sacks against the t- Tennessee Titans. I mean, they had six sacks in the team that they played together. I think it was the Arizona Cardinals where they had six sacks. So, plus they lead the NFL in quarterback hits. Yep. And they got 18 sacks. Our defense has been stunning. So, this is like, you know what? It's a mirror image of each other in this game. It's a mirror image in franchises. This is both, both what, 25 years of yep. both franchises right now. So, I mean, it's going to be – and, and then they're also – they've got something going on because this is really – they've been on the road back-to-back. So, now this is their home game. And they're inducting three, I think, three or four guys into the Ring of Honor. So it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of noise up in Carolina come Sunday. Well, and they already lost two at home. I mean, they opened the season two straight uh, home games. They lost both. I did the mm-hmm. Tampa game Thursday night there in Charlotte and uh, lost the bad game to Tampa. They were it was Cam Newton's last game before they you know shelved them. Was, he was hurt anyway. Oh my in, gosh! Right? It was he just didn't look right. You watched the tape the first two weeks of that Carolina team mm-hmm. and. 
Cam was not Cam. He had negative yards rushing, was wildly inaccurate, was just he was a shell of himself, and uh, it was all Christian McCaffrey. And but they didn't have the passing game to complement it. Kyle Allen comes in; they're a better football team with Kyle Allen, hence the two wins in a row. Because defensively, they've been pretty good all year. I think it's a huge test. It's a huge test from the standpoint. This is a this is probably the best defense this offense has faced as mm-hmm. far as their front seven. They have two great linebackers, and Shaq Thompson and uh, Luke Keekley. Uh, and they run, they really run well. They're beat up in the secondary a little bit. Uh, they got a backup corner, Ross Cockrell playing, much like ja- Jacksonville's probably going to be starting Trey Herndon again because, mm-hmm. you know, back to back days that Jalen's not been out there on the football field. So, um, but offensively, it's all about Minshew mania right now. But I still think the game game is won or lost on the backs of the offensive line in Leonard Fournette. This team is at its best when it can run the ball. And mm-hmm. that's how they're built. And, yes, Minshew allows you to open up and do more things, and he's more accurate, and he's very good uh, in the pocket and does some really good things. But you look at the second half of that Denver game, the change was the fact that they ran the ball. That they actually <clears throat> ran. That's what yeah. changed, dedicated themselves to. Yeah, oh, the game oh, yeah. Because what else it did is it kept the defense on the sideline. And if you look at it, the defense struggled on Sunday stopping the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right, absolutely. As a, as a resurgent on the offensive line, and I don't know what they did that week, whatever they went to, whatever restaurant, whatever food they ate, or whatever they congregated together, whatever they did last week, they need another dose of that this week because as good as the, the uh, Carolina Panthers' defense is, getting after the passer and total defense, they're at the bottom of the, of, the, uh, of, the, of the NFL when it comes to stopping the run. So it plays right into our hands the fact that we ran for uh, 269 yards last week against the Broncos. So that offensive line, you know, if they want to win this game, it's got to be one up front. Yeah, just to talk a little bit about what Liam's talking about. Yeah, into the microphone, please, Tony. They're thank, give, you. thank you. If I, this is the first time I've ever done this. So, <laughs> um, they're giving up 108 yards on the ground uh-huh. per game, 17th. Uh, excuse me, that's the wrong one. 130 uh, on the ground. Leon's mm-hmm. right, 24th in the league uh, defensively. and so, But they're outstanding against the pass. One of the best in the NFL. They are the best in the NFL at 156. So, Leon's 100% right. And it feeds exactly what we want to do uh, is run the ball. Because when this team runs the ball and Leonard Fournette, it's not just the offensive line, Leon. I don't know if mm-hmm. what you thought about watching the game, but I thought it was the most decisive I've seen Leonard Fournette run the ball. Yeah. He yeah. made he wasn't pitter pattering. He put his foot in the ground. He got north and south. And he played like the power back that he is. Mm-hmm. And because of that, the Broncos didn't want to tackle him at the end of the game. You go watch that tape. They wanted no piece of 27 at the end of the game, the way he was running the ball. He looked like a different guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he trust really me, did. it's nothing more demoralizing to a defensive – a defense is that when you're going to run the ball and they know you're going to run the ball and they can't do nothing about it. And that's what I, that's our offense did later in that game. We ran the ball with Leonard, and the Broncos knew we were going to run the ball, and they had absolutely no answer for it. And there's nothing more fun as an offensive lineman. Oh yeah, of running the ball when you know they can't stop you. <laughs> they're they're on skates. Well, man. you're you just leaning em. on them, yep. and you 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 sense that you've taken their will from them. Mm-hmm. And you just look across the line of scrimmage. There's a couple things that are happening there. One, you know you're not in third and long, so you're not doing the hardest thing possible as an offensive line, which is blocking uh, deep drops, long uh, down the field patterns. And you're getting on the line of scrimmage, and you're looking across at the def- defensive guys, and they have no hope. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they know they can't stop you, and you're just going downhill on them all day. 
So, uh, Leonard Fournette in the locker room today spoke with the media, as he always does on Thursdays. And what happened from the first half to the second half? This uh, this offense started to run the ball. They dedicated themselves to it. Here's Leonard. It's not even that. You know, I told him, like, walking in in the tunnel, I'm like, man, just give me the ball. You know, uh, my coach told me what I had four. I was averaging four yards a carry. And uh, you can tell they was getting a little tired, you know, coming in during halftime, you know, and uh, – Trying to give my team that spark, you know, be the leader that I am, and keep them focused. Yeah, so there you have it. I mean, he, they were running, like you said, they weren't running a lot, but it was still pretty effective the times they did run it, on yeah. average, in the first half. There just half. wasn't, <coughs> excuse me, there wasn't a much of a rhythm in the first half. And so they did have some nice spurts of the run game, mm. but they just, they weren't on the field as much, and it just felt like they got behind the sticks with penalties and mistakes, and so they couldn't, they never got in that rhythm uh, as an offense, and they had the big penalty before the uh, end of the first half that took seven off the board. They had to settle for three. Uh, and we talked about it in the radio booth that, and we said it right at kickoff, that if this team wanted to win, that they had to run it, run it, run it. And that was going to be the difference of the game, and that's what they came out and did. But, yeah, that takes, I mean, for a play caller down two scores in a second half of a football game, Mm-hmm. It takes some guts to call the run all the time, right? If it doesn't well, work, you're in trouble. Yeah, well, it does take some guts for an offensive coordinator to stick with the run. I mean, they were only were down by 11, yeah. so there's no reason to abandon the run. So you had to complement the run had to complement the pass yeah. because if you become one dimensional in in that stadium with those pass rushes. Then you're putting the tackles at a disadvantage. So, so it the running the first game, half. Especially, yeah. especially with those two pass yeah, Exactly. So you you got to implement the run game, and that's uh, Filippo did an outstanding job with that. So a little Armstead in the game too. Raquel Armstead. Mm-hmm. I was glad. I you mean, know? you know, a lot of people have been asking why no Armstead. What's you know what's the reason of giving Leonard Fournette all the reps? Well, you look at the Tennessee game. He only had five carries in the first half, Leonard Fournette. And so, you know, if you're Terry Rubisky, the running back coach for the Jaguars, you're not going to sit there and say, I'm taking out our starter when he's not tired. Mm. And so it was going to take some volume by Fournette for Armstead to get in the ball game and some long runs. That's what happened. I've liked how Armstead run the ball, has run the ball since the preseason. I think he's a very decisive north-south runner. Um, I think he's a great complimentary back uh, to Leonard Fournette. I think he has good vision. He uh, can cut up in the hole. And I thought he ran the ball very well, uh, just very – I mean, different different style, but they had, uh, not the exact success, but had a lot of success like Leonard Fournette. As the season goes on, though, the wear and tear, I mean, Leonard's been healthy so far, but he has a track record of not being able to play 16 games. Well, let's so, hope that changes. Uh, that's, that would be the hope, yeah, first off. Yeah. But if yeah. not – And he got 30 touches last game, too, so. It's a lot of carries. Yeah, it's a lot of carries. So, he'll probably get another 30 and see how his body handles it. And he's been playing, I mean, pretty much every snap of the year until this past game. Mm-hmm. So, at some point, you need a complimentary back at some point down this season here. Well, I think we knew that. Yep. I mean, you knew he wasn't couldn't carry the load. Well, he can't, I mean, it sounds like he, can't, he wants well, although, to. You want to be a star in the league, you're going to play football. You That's know, the other side of that is the Carolina Panthers, Christian McCaffrey <laughs> plays about 98% of the snaps. He's missed four snaps all year. All year. I mean, he plays mm. every snap. He's on the field. Every play. I mean, and the guy is getting a bunch of touch, touches. Um, he, he catches the ball out of the backfield. I mean, he is an all-around guy as far as an offensive weapon, and he doesn't come off the field. It goes back to the Papa Warner example. I mean, here's yeah. the guy. Here's their best player. <clears throat> their mm-hmm. best player on offense is Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. He's not coming off the field and he's getting the ball. 
between runs and catches, he's going to have 30-plus touches for the game. Mm. He's 45% of the yardage the Panthers have gained this year. Wow. That offense goes where he goes. <laughs> they don't go without him exactly. anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> they go back to the sideline, three mm-hmm. and out, if he's not out, out there and doing his thing. So uh, there you have it, Our um, the, the Jags-Panthers coming up. We'll come back in just a moment. We've got a little more on Carolina. Jaguars defense talk. We'll get into Minshew Mania a little bit. Well, I think let's talk about how, how do you contain 22? Oh, I like Caffrey, because I think that's the key. That's huge. If you're looking at one defensive key, this game is, and it's not just saying stop the run because he's dangerous out of the backfield as well mm-hmm. as a pass catcher, is how do you slow down 22? We'll see if they can. We'll figure it out. Coach Baselli and Coach Cersei will draw up some defense. We're not really coaches. When we come back. Uh, prior to each game, entertain guests in air-conditioned suites at the Public's Ultimate Tailgate Party presented by Party Shack. Visit jacksvillage.com or reserve your suite today. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Hi folks, Frank Franzi here for the best barbecue in town. That is Bono's. Head to Bono's today. 15 locations on the First Coast and six more at TIAA Bank Field. You see, Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You want great barbecue, you want Bono's. Plenty of parking, clean family restaurants, and oh, by the way, the best barbecue you have ever had. So if you want great barbecue, head to Bono's today. The official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ford's SUV season is here. If you're looking for the brand with more SUVs on the road today, get a Ford. If you're looking for hands-free tech and spacious seating, get a Ford. And if you're looking for the best deal of the season, get a Ford during SUV season. But hurry, these deals won't last long. Get to your local Ford dealer or learn more at buyfordnow.com. Based on IHS market total vehicles and operation as of October 2018 for all CUV and SUV segments. This NFL season, the pregame starts at Dunkin' for DD Perks members. Because this game day, Dunkin' is offering Jaguars fans a $1 medium hotter iced coffee. So don't just celebrate your team's success from the sidelines. Head to Dunkin' and start celebrating before the game even begins. You heard that right, Jaguars fans. Dunkin' is giving you some extra fuel to cheer on your team. So this game day, it's easy for you to get a kick before kickoff. The Jaguars and America run on Dunkin'. Excludes cold brew. Limited one per member. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Headquartered right here in Jacksonville, the CSI Companies is one of the fastest growing staffing firms in the nation. As a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars, CSI knows how important it is to find the right people for your team. See why some of Jacksonville's top companies choose CSI for their staffing needs. Visit thecsicompanies.com or call 800-582-0828 today. That's 800-582-0828 for the CSI companies. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is ready to be your home team for home lending. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one, we have the nationwide expertise in competitive rates, along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals. Team up with a TIAA Bank mortgage expert today. Visit TIAABank.com slash lending team. 
TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, Equal Housing Lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You almost want to put like a corner on him, you know, when you when you look at him because, you know, what's unique about him is that, you know, not only he's, is he outstanding with the route tree out of the backfield, but he's also outstanding with the route tree out of, you know, lined up as a receiver. So, you know, he's a he's a very, very talented player, um, you know, really can do a lot of things. Uh, they're going to find ways to get him the football. Uh, we understand that. And we just have to make sure that we have a lot of people around them because, you know, he's very difficult to bring down if there's space one-on-one. Head coach Doug Marone discussing Christian McCaffrey, running back, Carolina Panthers. Welcome back. Jaguars happy hour. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, in for Jeff Lagoon, and Leon Searcy with us each and every week. Jags Panthers coming up Sunday, 1 o'clock. Yes, Tony. you look at the you numbers. Like you want to I say mean, something? Yeah, you look you at right? the, yeah, you look at the numbers. And Doug was just talking about is McCaffrey leads the team, their team in rushing. He four, leads, he's leading leads the league. league yeah. Four hundred eleven yards, four point eight yards a carry, eighty six rushing attempts, four touchdowns. He also leads their team in receptions with twenty five. He does not have the most yards, but he has the most receptions. Averaging 8.7. So he is touching the ball. He has touched the ball 111 times this year for them through four games. <clears throat> that's a lot of touches. I mean, that, that's just that, that's about a lot 26, touches. 27 touches a yeah, game. That's a lot of touches. Now, I might be telling my age a little bit, but he reminds me of a guy that I played against back in the day, Eric Metcalf. Remember Eric Metcalf? I think he's a back. better running back than Metcalf. He, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of the back. Oh, yeah, that's what he reminds me of. Eric Metcalf with the Cleveland Browns. They, they utilize him the same way. Out of the back through, you know, little wheel routes, you know, screen plays and all that kind of stuff. This is the same thing they do, Carolina does with him. He might be, he might be, a, little, he might be a little bit more dynamic than Eric Metcalf, his ability to break tackles and get, run between the tackles. But that's what he reminds me of. And the Jaguars, I mean, they've got to ha- definitely have a game plan for him or he could definitely – Put some points in the board. When you look at it, I mean, him coming coming out of college out of Stanford, the knock on Christian McCaffrey because of his size, he's, you know, about 200 pounds, and they thought he was too slight to run between the tackles and that he'd be just a third down back. He is an outstanding running back between the tackles. This mm-hmm. is just not a space back who you have to get outside. He runs the inside zone. He'll cut it back in between the tackles. He'll finish with power. He'll run through arm tackles. Uh, he's very dynamic. And so how do you stop a guy like this? Because – it's not just the catches out of the backfield. They'll line him up as a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And they did it at Stanford, and he plays wide receiver like a wide receiver, not a running back. He can run all the routes. And so the best way to make him ineffective, though, is still stopping the run game because that's what he is first. If he gets it going on the ground, it makes everything else more dangerous yep. around him as far as a pass catcher. Mm-hmm. And so it comes back. I mean, it's defense one-on-one. You got to stop the run, and this week it's one guy. It's not running back by committee. It's like is you know Todd Wash and this defensive staff and these defensive players have to ID number twenty two and say he is not going to get it going in the run game. And then when you, then you have a plan for him when he lines up a wide receiver because what I don't that plan. I don't be? think you want to go line up a, a, a linebacker against him in man coverage. Now if you're playing mm. zone, that's fine, but I don't like the matchup of 
Quincy Williams or Miles Jack one-on-one in man coverage on Christian McCaffrey. You have to put a safety on him. I think he. I, I don't think the linebackers mm. can keep up with him. No, I don't think so. Heck, either. you can put even a nickel and, and, on him. That's how good he is. Yeah, and the defense has got to tackle well too, because in space, I mean, he gets a lot of a lot of his yards in space where you miss tackles on him. So the defense has got to wrap up well this week against him because he'll make you miss in open space. Mm. That's it, I'm, man. I mean, that's all you got to do against this guy. That's it. Yeah, that's besides all. that, it's besides easy. that, it's easy. Yeah. Right? Easy game plan. What in the world? The other thing is like, hitting the quarterback's a good thing, too. <laughs> so that's the other part of this thing. Kyle Allen, uh, you know, uh, last two games, he's won two games for him. Obviously, he's had help from McCaffrey doing all that. But how has Allen played? Well, Sir said it. he was right. He's been efficient in the passing game, four touchdowns, no interceptions. But his ball security in the pocket last week was atrocious. He fumbled it three times, lost all three fumbles. Mm-hmm. The game would not have been as close with the Texans if he didn't do that. And so, if you get to him, the, he holds the ball a little bit loose. I think you can have some opportunities to, to knock it free. The Texans did it uh, by getting to him and hitting him around a little bit. But, uh, you know, what you see from his ability to make decisions and not throw the ball into harm's way and very accurate, he gets it out on time more times than not. He was outstanding against Arizona. I mean, you can see the numbers if you're watching on Facebook Live, you know, 19 for 26. Four touchdowns, you know, high percentage of completions, mm-hmm. very accurate. And uh, it's, you know, North Turner, the longtime football coach, been a head coach and offensive coordinator, coach uh, Super Bowl teams in Dallas as a coordinator, is, you know, it's a, a West Coast type of offense. Get the ball in the quarterback's hand quickly, efficient. They weren't doing that. <clears throat> they weren't doing that with Cam Newton. With Kyle Allen, he throws it on time, and he's much more accurate and gets the ball into the, his playmaker's hands. He's been very good the first two weeks outside of the fumbles. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so the Cam is a totally different feel and look when he's in there. Cam Newton. Well, Cam's not healthy. I mean, this kid right. is healthy. I mean, like, like Tony just talked about it, in the North Turn, the West Coast offense, it's all about efficiency, getting rid of the football, and taking care of the football, which he didn't do well, which might play into our advantage this game if we can get up the field and get some strip sacks on him, you know, if he's, not, if he's not taking care of the football as well. So, I mean, that might play into our advantage, but the kid's been doing so good so far. In the last two games, he's got over 400 yards, no interceptions. He's got a couple of turnovers, but, you know, we got to get after him. But to your point, uh, JP, about Cam Newton, Cam Newton is only effective if he can be Cam Newton, the physical football player. He's got to be able to he run. Has, he's and not move. a. I don't think Cam Newton can play the game from the pocket like a traditional quarterback. He's never been that. He's he never wasn't done that in college. Mm. He's a freakish athlete, um, and with the foot sprain, I actually personally think you know he's vegan now. Lost some weight. We could argue that all, you know. I mean, there was a big article in the Charlotte Observer. He needs some meat on his bone. This is a big article in the Charlotte Observer about him being vegan and Mm -hmm. how the body doesn't heal as well because of the lack of protein. I'm not a dietitian, and all the people who are vegan are yelling at me right now. Um, But he doesn't look the same. Like, even, like, body type. Mm -hmm. He looks slighter. Um, He's injured. And so – Cam Newton, for them to, to play the type of football with him, he has to be a physical presence, and he wasn't. I think they're better with Kyle Allen if you're going to play this traditional sit-in-the-pocket, mm. be efficient, be accurate, and uh, let the offense run through your playmakers instead of running through Cam Newton, that, the that's, quarterback. That's going to be an interesting – it's the same topic that we hope happens here. You hope this team plays well, and then you have the, the quarterback question when everybody's healthy again. But Carolina is a little different because it's been Cam's team – 
for eight years or whatever, however long he's been in the league now. Well, he's you know? he's, he's the, the franchi- guy. He's the franchise guy. It's not. It's different in the sense of you know Nick Foles just got here. The organization paid him a ton of money. Yeah. But Mitch, you just got here too. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And so you know, they're both a, new. There's 11 plays of the Nick Foles era. That's right. In the Jacksonville Jaguars history, there's eight or nine years yeah. of Cam Newton and a where Super Bowl he's run, the and, face of that yeah. franchise. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I mean, we'll see. You know, he's not playing us this week, so we don't care. But it'll be interesting to follow from a distance what they do with Cam Newton and how long that injury takes for him to heal. Yeah, and if, and here's the thing: if Cam Newton is the the franchise quarterback for the future, uh, sometimes as, as football players, you got to protect us from ourselves. And Cam's injury may take a little healing. Let the young kid, if the young kid's been efficient, taking care of the football and has won you a couple of games. Let Cam get that rest that he needed rest because if you rush him back and he comes back and he re-injures himself, then you know you don't want that, especially if he's your franchise quarterback moving forward. We got to touch on the Jalen Ramsey thing. He's on the injury report. Did Do not, we have to? Did not practice again today uh, with the back issue. And Doug Marone said earlier this week it was going to be a day to day to see if he's ready to go on Sunday, but. As it would stand right now, I, I don't think he's going to go on Sunday. He just hasn't been on the practice field yet this week. Well, he hasn't been on the practice for two weeks now. That's right. Um, he has a back. I mean, that's it. Well, what are you going to say? I mean, there's nothing for us to say. He's not playing, and all we know is that it's because of the back. We don't know how the severity of it. We don't know, uh, you know, what is the real issue with the back. You know, is it just muscle? Is there this, I mean, we we have no idea. So to even speculate how long this is going to take is pointless, in my opinion. And the way I look at it, he's not playing this week. I mean, seem I, that way. I would just roll with Trey Herndon, go out and play. I mean, yeah, I agree. Play I with mean, the guys. Who, you who, play who with the guys who out there playing. Yeah, you know, you, you you know, you can't. I mean, if the back is hard, first of all, back is hard to diagnose. You don't know what it is, lower limb. Uh, I don't know the, the specifics of it. Or whatever. <laughs> Dr. Cersei. <laughs> but there's so many factors <laughs> into a back. You know, the muscle, the hip, the glute. I don't know but what it is. But don't we all have backs? At some yeah, we all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My back has been hurt, hurt for 11 years. I had a back for 11 years. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm, hey, I'm just saying. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. You can only, play, hey, you can only go with the guys who are playing. Yeah, that's right. Well, how do you get Herndon coached up and going? Down? How how you know it seemed like they were picking on him a little bit last week. Yeah, I mean he had a couple plays. Yeah, I mean I think it's fair, and I think it's always dangerous for us to make assumptions as exactly who's at fault 100 percent because right. especially the you know because we don't know the coverages. Like I thought in one of the touchdowns, he's playing outside leverage. It's a in cutting slant. It almost looks like he's expecting underneath help. Mm-hmm. It's not there. They, you know, another time it looked like it was clearly him. You know, obviously the one-on-one, it was a great move by Emmanuel Sanders. And by the way, Joe Flacco had six seconds back there. It was a long-developing route. So, you know, the thing that we do in the media and the fans, we assume that Jalen Ramsey is going to make those plays. That, like, it's all Trey Herndon. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll just remind everyone, on Thursday night, on a couple drives, it wasn't like Mariota was shying away from Jalen's side of the field. True. They went right at him. And Corey Davis was making plays. True, true. And and so I'm not, like, obviously I think Jalen's a better player than Trey Herndon. I think that's why he was starting. We want Jalen out there. I, th- I just think it's but, unfair to make the assumption 
oh, well, Jalen would have made all those plays. Well, let's figure out what the coverage is. And that's not well, 100% accurate. Yeah, but if Herndon's over there, roll the safety. He's str- he's, you know, I'm just being real. Roll the safety well, over there. He's going to need some help. I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, Liam? Yeah, I know we, what you're we saying. We should assume, like, all of a sudden. Like, yeah, we don't know the, co- we don't know the coverage. And, we like, all, what, Jalen was going to make all those exactly. plays? Exactly. I agree with you. I agree with you. But, you know, they're going to pick on him. They, they know that Ramsey's not there. So, Herndon's got to expect that. Mm-hmm. So, at some particular point in the defense, you're going to have to roll the coverage over there to help him. And then Boyer's got to, you know, be the man on his side and then give, give Herndon a little bit of help on his side. Just, or just play more zone. Oh, there you go. Play, there you go. Play more zone. McCaffrey, it's that easy. See? It's easy. We got it all figured out. I knew it. I knew it. The coaches would figure just it out. Put Leon and I in the booth. We'll, we'll, figure, go. we got, we'll get them right. <laughs> you guys just take we're figuring it out. Yeah, we got it all done. I mean, yeah. if Todd Wash wants to spend some time with us afterwards, we're free. We're going the whiteboard. We'll figure it out. I can t- I'll talk to Doug too. Well, yeah, well, Doug Marone coming in. Yeah. Doug Marone show coming yeah, up. Doug we'll see if you can sit down, Doug, get Doug right. pass some notes as well. Yeah. Uh, we're back in a moment. Uh, Ashton Sullivan has a news update. We'll uh, discuss Minshew Mania. We'll hear from the quarterback when we come back as well. Uh, get ready for Minshew Mania for the Saints-Jags game October 13th. Enjoy 15% off tickets and no fees when you order at jaguars.com slash tickets. That's basically 30% off. Use the promo code Minshew at jaguars.com slash tickets. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Be the MVP of your next tailgate with the official wing of the Jacksonville Jaguars from Dick's Wings and Grill. Whether at the stadium or cheering from home, game day every day with Dick's 365 wing varieties, burgers, wraps, and more. And for somewhere to catch all the sports action, Dick's Wings and Grill's 23 area locations have been a local fan favorite for more than 20 years. For the best wings, ice-cold craft beer, and best fans, feed where the big cats feast. Visit dickswingsandgrill.com for a location nearest you. Proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a yield pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash Jagscard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like working outdoors and want better pay and benefits? Superior Fence and Rail is seeking full-time fence installers who can provide first-class customer service. Recognized as a best place to work on the First Coast, they'll train you to work with their professional team and provide you with all the tools you'll need to be a top-notch installer. Get off the fence. Call Superior Fence and Rail today and start your career. SuperiorFenceAndRail.com At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates. 
saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. This Jaguar season, how would you like an all-inclusive air-conditioned suite for your tailgate? Mike Dempsey here for Party Shack. It's a turnkey setup that means no prep on your end. You can host clients, staff, and friends to catered food sponsored by Publix with a full bar, top deck roof lounge, and best of all, air-conditioned comfort with two TVs in each suite. So take your whole office or group of friends to the top-of-the-line Jaguars tailgate experience. Book your company's Party Shack suite right now at jacksvillage.com. jacksvillage.com. Welcome back to Jags Happy Hour with your Jaguars digital update. I'm Ashlyn Sullivan. Jalen Ramsey did not practice today and still unsure if he will play on Sunday. TBD on that with Friday's injury report. One guy who did practice and is playing well is Gardner Minshew. So much so that Doug Marone went on Good Morning Football and congratulated him this way. Take for you to wear one of the Minshew mustaches after a win. What would that take, Coach? You know what's so funny? Someone asked me that. I could never grow a mustache because I could never grow hair right here in the middle. Um, never. I tried to in my senior year in college. Didn't work well. It was too cheesy. Um, I, you know what it's going to take? If he keeps winning, I'll wear whatever I have to wear. I'll start wearing a mustache and a jacket. Hey! <laughs> Doug, I know you got the jean shorts. Come on. You already got the jean hey, shorts. I got to tell you, the other day, after the game's over, I'm walking to do the press conference, and I look down, and there's a jock strap. I haven't seen a jock strap on a floor in years. I'm thinking, who the hell's jock strap? And I'm like, oh, my God, is this that kid's jock strap? This is nasty. Will someone put this thing away? You know, crazy, crazy. That's your starting quarterback, Doug. It's so I'll leave Leon, Tony, and JP to talk about that one with Doug Marone coming up next on the Doug Marone Show. Celebrating 25 years of Jaguars football. Touchdown. That's five. James George's fifth rushing touchdown. And the Jaguars lead the Eagles 34-7. Welcome back to Jaguars Happy Hour. Here's your host, JP Shadrick. That's me. Welcome back. Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Maselli, Leon Searcy. They just said that. They just told you. Well, I'm you just making sure everybody knew. You didn't say it twice. That's you, me, though. No one cares. Uh, coming up at Daly's Place, Zach Brown, band October 17th. Chicago, October 18th. Young Thug, Machine Gun Young Kelly. Thug, yeah. October 19th. Tickets at Daly'sPlace.com. There's two there. Down. I'm, I'm going to go see Zach Which Brown, Brown and Young Thug. I'm, yeah, me you. Me and you, young thug. Let's Absolutely. Let's do it. I, I've never been to Daily's Place. Oh, you I missed go. the opportunity. Leon. I went to Wheezy. Oh, you went to see Wheezy? <laughs> yeah. Young Wheezy? Young Wheezy, Oh, baby. man. How you go see Young Wheezy before I did? Well, it was great. See, your street cred is up now. Uh, it was awesome. <laughs> it had nowhere to go but up, unfortunately. Yeah, that's but okay. True. Yeah. At Young Wheezy's concert, <laughs> the bass was so strong, yeah. it was shaking my insides. Really? Oh, it was out, out, out of control. That's what I'm talking about. Young Thug. Yeah. Great show. I don't know. It's I, coming up. October. I don't know any songs of Young Thug, but I like those shows. Like Wheezy, I knew some of his songs, obviously, because he's been around longer. Mm-hmm. The show, it's just the show. The energy these guys have is unbelievable. It's out of control. I could picture you two guys on one of the couches down there, I'll, down I'll low. I'll get us some couches. for. Just, I got to remember that. Young Thug. All right. Problem is my kids want to go. I'm not sure. <laughs> 
See, I've already been bounced from the couch. You just no, no, you, no. You I, I want you to go. Oh, I'm going. I don't want to go with my teenage daughters, the young thug. Oh, okay. No, we don't do that. <laughs> no. no. We'll figure it out. We'll yeah, I mean, out. no. We'll you got a little time. You got a couple of weeks. I'd much rather guys. go with you. Yes. Yeah. Love uh, my girls, but not the young thug. We, uh, during Ashland's update there, Doug Marone on Good Morning Football. And the Minshew mania is out there, of course. The, the drop strap stories and the mustaches and the bandanas and the whole deal. Well, Gardner Minshew himself was asked about it. How does he compartmentalize the mania from the football? Yeah, I mean, you can't help but notice it, but you just try to, I mean, that's what it is outside. You know, it's not in this building. It doesn't have anything to do with what we do out there. Um, so I just try to keep it there and, um, you know, not, not worry about it when it's football time. Yeah, when, once football time comes, he seems to be pretty much locked in here, guys. Well, listen, the guy, the composure he has is obvious from just watching him play football. We've been saying it since the preseason. It's played out so far this year. And so you would think that would carry over to just his, how he acts as a person. I mean, I don't think much bothers this guy. Mm-hmm. And he's been able to come, you know, handle the uh, situation very well, compartmentalize, like you've said, you know, when to worry about what. And this guy's about ball. He loves football. I mean, if you just go back to his story, what he, what he went through to play Division I football. And the path he took. I mean, you don't take that path unless you love ball. And he loves ball, so I think he's done a good job with it. The interesting thing is, everything's going his way right now. Yeah. And what'll be, what I'm fascinated to see, and I think I know the answer to this, but you don't know until it happens, when the adversity comes. Because adversity comes to every team, every player. It's just part of the NFL. It's 16 games, long season. And you saw a little bit of it in this Bronco game when they started really slow. He was four for 10, I think, or four for nine. And he handled that situation great. And they get down, and he handled the two-minute drive like a veteran guy. So each of these tests he kind of overcomes. And I'm going to ask Doug Marone about this when he comes in, is last year's team didn't overcome adversity very well this team and what they did against the broncos the adversity they faced being down 17-3 17-6 going to halftime and to come back and play the way they did was a great sign and it'd be interesting to hear what's different and is it because of how the quarterback handles himself because you haven't had leon mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know about you but this is the first time in years that yeah. when we went back on for the two-minute drive, I actually thought, like, he's going to probably put us in field goal range. We're going to have a chance to win this. I haven't felt like that in a long time. No, no, exactly. I, I Listen, I was at a watch party last week when we were watching the game. We got down, you know, 17-6, to six, came back in the third quarter, then had that 10-minute drive where we just took up all – you know, just sucked up all the air out of the Denver Broncos defense when we had that 10-minute drive. And then the Broncos went down and scored again. And I remember the atmosphere inside that watch room was like, oh, here we go again. Because it was like, here go the same old Jaguars. Can't finish a football game. And I was sitting there. I was, on the, I was the only person of reason in there. I was like, for whatever reason, I just believe Gardner Minshew was going to carry us down to get us a field goal position with a minute and 32 seconds. And he did it. And he did it. He made the necessary passes. He stuck in the pocket. He was getting hit all day. Gave up five sacks. He was getting, probably got hit 12 times he during the game. Officially 12 he, times. 12 yes. times in the game. But whatever that kid has, I don't know what it is. Call it Minshew mania, moxie, cockiness, uh, confidence, whatever it is. But he's just a baller. 
he's just a baller right now. He enjoys the game of football. The moment's never too big for him, and he showed it last week. So, I mean, I just I knew in my mind that he was going to take us down there and get us a field goal position to kick the winning score. And the next test will be the diversity for him personally because he hasn't had it really yet where he's made that throw where it's just awful. Where it's just mm-hmm. a terrible pick. What, why did I make that like, decision? All right. quarterbacks right. do that. Sure. And mm-hmm. how they rebound from that. And so he hasn't had that yet. And I hope he doesn't have it this week or the next week. <laughs> I hope it never happens. But, you know, sooner or later, I mean, the greatest of all time, the Peyton Mannings, the Tom Brady's, they get. They all cool. go they through make, it. They make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And it's how you respond. So he's passed every test so far. And for a rookie to do that is remarkable. I can't think of a rookie quarterback. Like, rookies at other positions, frankly, you can do that. Like, rookie offensive linemen. I mean, both Lee and I did it. You go out there. It's football. Like, they're mm-hmm. better. You go play. And, like, every other position is a little bit different. Quarterback's unique because every play, everyone's eyeing you. You have the most responsibility. You're leading the team in and out of the huddle. You're making calls at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. You're in the pocket defenseless you're the only player that's not aggressively trying to do something Mm -hmm. one-on-one and protect yourself or go be physical you're sitting there trusting other people so it's such a unique unique position and a lot of times the guys struggle with that just from the fact of being comfortable in the pocket and comfortable trusting everything else and he he's like a natural at it so it's it's fun to watch and another thing is i've been in a lot of huddles you know i've been in huddles with you know mark burnell neil you as a quarterback, you've got to believe that the guys in the huddle, the quarterback, can lead you to the promised land. That's right. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you can't – it's no faking that. <laughs> when they say faking the funk, you can't fake the funk. Like when Mark – Because we know. We know because we, we know. know. We know. I, listen, I, I tell people that all – every. All, I tell them in 1996 when we were in Denver in the playoffs against the Broncos and we needed a drive to kind of seal the deal, Mark Mark, Mark Winnell comes in and says, okay, fellas, we've been here before. Let's do it. That right there sends a message to your whole the whole huddle that we're going to get it done. And I don't know what Gardner Minshew is saying in that huddle, but whatever he's saying, he's those guys in that huddle believe in him because I've been in some huddles where guys talk the talk, and I'm like, man, whatever. Well, and that's you know what I'm saying I've been to Pittsburgh, and I'm not going to say anybody's name, but in Pittsburgh, I, I was in the huddle with a certain player, and when he he talked the talk, and I'm like. Okay, bro, whatever. Well, I mean, well, we, gotta, we name names of this show. Oh, we know. Okay, okay, it was O'Donnell. It was O'Donnell. Okay. It was O'Donnell. After he threw the first pick, he threw the second pick. I didn't want to hear that mess. Okay, so so it was O'Donnell in the Super Bowl. Okay, so, all right. But you know, guys know. Yeah, Super guys Bowl, know. You know. But, all, like, Leon's right. Like, Leon and I have been on the same model. Like, you have the backup in there. Like, I remember in 97, Mark gets hurt. Rob Johnson comes in. Like, you, like okay, we're good. Mm-hmm. Then he got hurt, and Steve, whatever, Marshall or whatever. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. I know Steve you're Matthews. About. Like, he came in, and we're looking around like, okay, we got to play, like, better. Like, we got to do everything, like, skill guys, like, because he, play perfect. he can't do it yeah. by himself. And you just see that. I mean, and nothing against Steve Matthews. He won a football game for us. We beat the Giants with him. But it's a different feeling when you sit as an offensive lineman, at least, when you know the guy back there, it's like, okay, we're good. We'll we're go good. play. Yep. He's going to take care of his business. Compared to the other, we're like, eh, you better do a little bit extra here. Confidence on the field, one thing. Uh, it's a little different for the play caller, too. Can the play caller trust the quarterback? John D. Filippo thinks so. It's a fine line still, you know, four games into his rookie season. Uh, but he's earning our trust, there's no doubt. And, and 
you know, the more he goes out there and, and does the right thing and, and throws the ball on time accurately uh, and not turning the ball over, you can continue to give a, a rookie more on his plate for sure. He went on later to, to talk about a situation where I think on the long run, they, there was a, a, a at the line he made a check. Basically, he killed one of the plays. He had two plays at the line. There was a look. They killed it. They went to the run, went for the 81-yarder. And I, it seemed like he was very comfortable in that situation, just calling plays and getting out of a situation. And if the coordinator trusts that guy to do it, that's a big thing, you know? Yeah, well, when Tony and I played, it was called what? Check with me's. Yep. So the quarterback, he had two plays. It was a run play and a pass play. And depending on what the defense gave you, wherever the safety were aligned or wherever they shifted or whatever, the quarterback, what, it was initially was called a pass. And then he said, check with me, check with me, and he'll make a run call. So that, that seems to be what – Minshew did in this situation where he saw an opportunity to run the ball effectively, so he checked to us. So that, you know, that's kudos to him. I mean, the kid. I mean, the dude got a forty-two on the Wonderluck. Yeah, I mean, that's gonna... only one less than I got. I mean, so. Oh really? You you trumped him, huh? Yeah, I got forty-three. Did you? No, but it sounds. <laughs> like, um, I mean, <laughs> the cat's smart. Getting a spell Wonderluck. Yeah, barely. The cat's smart. Um, his study habits are already known. I mean, from training camp of his comprehension of the playbook and what he's able to absorb and then take from the meeting room to the field. And then the performance is just adding to it. So I think what John DeFilippo is saying is like, yeah, like I'm not sure they trust him like a five-year vet, but they're trusting him. But he's done everything else they're, so they're far. Give, they're giving him the latitude to change plays at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. You don't give a lot of rookies that latitude. Yeah, right. The key to the men. Well, we'll Don't see. give too many key, rookies keys to the mint. The other part of this thing, too, is that you know one of the knocks on him coming in was his perceived lack of arm strength. Have you seen that yet? Well, he's made all the throws so far, right? From what we've seen. And we haven't seen him make every throw. Like, I, I'm like the to think. one on the last no, drive no, he, was unbelievable. He's, he's throwing the outs, yeah. and he's driving the ball. I think the only one, and maybe we've seen it, but it doesn't come to mind any one in particular throw, is the, uh, is the deep end, the dig route, that 18-yard end where you have to drive it over mm -hmm. the middle field. And maybe he has, but he's thrown the deep balls. He's thrown the over route. Uh, he's thrown the deep outs. He's thrown the comebacks. And there's plenty of zip on him. But here's the thing. Anyone will tell you, any quarterback will tell you, arm strength is great, but it's about – Knowing where to go with the ball, he does. It's about timing. He gets it out on time. Mm -hmm. And it's about accuracy. He puts it on the numbers more times than not. So you have those three things. Like, let me tell you what. Drew Brees didn't have the strongest arm. It's gotten stronger over the years. Peyton at the end. Peyton at Manning yeah. mm -hmm. didn't have the strongest arm. Tom Brady, when he first came in the league, didn't have the strongest arm. He's built it up where it's stronger. It's a good strong arm now. And so, but it's the accuracy and the timing that's more important than anything. And he has those things. Awesome. Uh, let's come back. We'll go around the National Football League, the AFC South. We'll touch on some big games in the division this week. The Jags should be in first place alone after this week. In theory. We'll go through all the games in the right. AFC South coming you up. you got to win first. Well, that's an important part uh, of that, I, obviously. I want to remind everyone for Monday night, it's locked. I know you've locked it's this. Locked. He, he, he is not scared to lock I'm Jaguar wins win. now. You're locking. 21-17. Put it in the bank. Mm. I don't know what the point spread is, but... That's that's a done deal for entertainment purposes only. Well, I don't know what it is. Okay, it's well, my point. Twenty-one seventeen. That's the take it or leave it. Join that's the Jaguars and celebrate the one hundredth anniversary of the NFL and the twenty-fifth Jaguars season. Saturday, October twelfth. 
for the Love of Football Fan Fest is powered by Miller Electric from 1 to 7.30 p.m. Register at jaguars.com slash fanfest. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. In Florida, bicyclists have the same rights and responsibilities as everyone else on the road so when you ride follow the rules always wear a helmet and use lights on your bike and drivers watch for cyclists give them space to ride and don't forget when making that right on red look to your right first to see if a cyclist is approaching in the bike lane we all have a responsibility to keep ourselves and each other safe alert today alive tomorrow because safety doesn't happen by accident this message brought to you by the florida department of transportation ford's suv season is here If you're looking for the brand with more SUVs on the road today, get a Ford. If you're looking for hands-free tech and spacious seating, get a Ford. And if you're looking for the best deal of the season, get a Ford during SUV season. But hurry, these deals won't last long. Get to your local Ford dealer or learn more at buyfordnow.com. Based on IHS market total vehicles and operation as of October 2018 for all CUV and SUV segments. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. Be the MVP of your next tailgate with the official wing of the Jacksonville Jaguars from Dick's Wings and Grill. Whether at the stadium or cheering from home, game day every day with Dick's 365 wing varieties, burgers, wraps, and more. And for somewhere to catch all the sports action, Dick's Wings and Grill's 23 area locations have been a local fan favorite for more than 20 years. For the best wings, ice-cold craft beer, and best fans, feed where the big cats feast. Visit dickswingsandgrill.com for a location nearest you. Proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. At ViStar, we believe in better. Better convenience. So members can bank any way they want. Whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Jags get ready for game day with a powerful noise-canceling technology of Bose QuietComfort 35-2 headphones. Learn more at Bose.com slash Jaguars. Bose, the official headphones of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back. Jaguars happy hour. J.P. Shadrick, Leon Searcy, Tony Baselli, the bookend tackles with us today. The Jags and the Panthers coming up Sunday. 
Um, and um, yes, no, go ahead. Go no, ahead. what were you? Uh, no, no, I, was, I got, I got to make up? a note not to watch the TV while I'm doing the radio because it looks like I got like ten cameras on now, like I'm swole on TV. I look What's a, wrong? I look a little bigger than I should be. What do you mean? Well, I mean, you've been in the weight room, Leon. What are you talking about? Tony knows what I'm saying. I don't think he's talking about that area. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. You know what I'm saying. No, that's why, you know what I do? I just pull the shirt out a little bit. I, I try to wear a bigger shirt. You know, I try to, you know, try to wear a bigger shirt. Otherwise, there's like certain creases that get yeah, shown. I don't want to exactly. see it. Exactly. Welcome to our world, yeah, yeah. Leon. Um, this is what we have to deal with around here. Just being honest. Just high don't def- look at the TV. It makes you feel better. I feel <laughs> better about myself. <laughs> the uh, Jags are feeling pretty good about themselves yeah. though, right now. Two and two record. We look at the AFC South standings, and of course, across the board, it's two and two all the way down. The Jags, though, officially are in third in the division because of the division loss. Houston Indy only have one game played. They've won it. Um, and then, of course, this week the the games in the AFC South. Uh, you know, if you if you're an optimist, if your glass is half full, then you're thinking, "Hey, wait, wait a minute." The Jags, if everything goes right, they could be in first place alone. They're playing the Panthers, tough game, road game. Panthers are good, get that. But the Falcons could go into Houston and, and yeah, win the Falcons there. stink. They're they're not, the Falcons aren't winning. So the Texans win. They could game. though. They could, but they're not. But they could. I mean, I'll tell it's you, it's not like it's going to be. It's not like the Dolphins going into Houston. Let me tell you what's going to happen right here. The Jags are winning. I've already said that. Okay. We're going to be three and two. The Texans are winning. They're going to beat the Falcons. They'll be three and two. Okay. The Bills are at the Titans. I like the Titans in this game. I think the Titans are going to be three and two. And the Colts are going to lose to the Chiefs. They'll be two and yeah, three. Yeah. That's how it's going to work out. The right Colts there. are going to get worked. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Man. So we'll be tied for first still at three and two, which is fine. Um, I don't really care what the other teams do right now because it's such a long uh, season. We get to play them all. True. Uh, we get to play the Colts twice. Go win all the division games. You're going to win, the, and you're going to be in perfect uh, position at the end of the season. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I guess our division, I, I give, we got a puncher's chance against any of them. We should have beat the Texans. We beat the Titans. Dang, two-point play. Yeah, then we, we, gotta, we can beat the Colts and go from there, see what happens. You don't think the Falcons can go beat the no. Texans? No, the Falcons are terrible. Terrible. They still really got not. they still got receivers and a quarterback. Yeah, did you watch last I've week? I've seen with those the, I know receivers and quarterbacks not be able to get in the end zone. I know. They're that, the worst. Been, Matt, Ryan is, Matt, Matt Ryan's like the worst red zone quarterback in the last two years in the history all, of the NFL. Their offense is on strike for whatever reason. They're on strike. <laughs> point strike. Yeah, they get yards. Strike. Yeah, they get yards. yards, but they don't get no points. No points. Point strike. Hmm. I agree with Leon. So the Colts don't have a chance in Kansas no, City. No, no, Sunday no. night football. No, Arrowhead no, loud. No, no chance. Now the Bills can beat the Titans, but I just I like the Titans in that game. Taylor Lewan's back. Yeah, I think he's a good player. Good player, plays mm-hmm. nasty. He would have fit in with our group. Good player. With your group? You no, he's a tough player. I mean, yeah. He plays nasty. Mm-hmm. He plays physical. I like him. I really do. I hate. I mean, I hate the Titans, but I like Taylor Lewan. I mean, yeah. you, know, you watch football, watch the, how the kid plays. He's a good football player. Mm-hmm. Let's touch on a couple of topics around the league. Vontae's Burfick suspended the rest of the season for a hit Sunday on the Colts tight end, Jack Doyle. But it was the pattern of behavior, the reason behind that suspension. He went to England with the team because the Raiders flew right after the game, but he had to fly back. The appeal's coming Tuesday. Derek Brooks will hear the appeal. He's jointly appointed by the league and the Players Association. Will this stand up, you think? No, I don't think they're going to give him the rest of the year. I think Derek Brooks will listen to the appeal. probably come back with like eight games. Maybe 10. And this will be – I think what they're going to say is, like, listen, Montez, this is it. You get suspended again, yeah. it's going to be it's going to be 16 games. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, he's, yeah, he's on this last leg. But I think Derek Brooks will come back and reduce it a few games. 
That's typically what happens in these situations. Yeah. I mean, listen, the, the, he got suspended for the season because of his resume. That's right. Had a lot to do with the, all the stuff that he had done before. If it was I mean, a first-time offender, no. He would have had just oh, a no, game, he wouldn't a game had, or yeah. something. But he'll probably, get it, reduced, that, yeah, he'll probably get it reduced to six eight, to eight games. Yeah. But if he does anything else after this, he'll probably get suspended for a year. So we're not hearing it until Tuesday. That's right. You know, it should be like baseball, though. If you appeal it, you, you should be able play to play. While you appeal. While you appeal it. Because what if they come back and say, we're not going to suspend you for any game? Which isn't going to happen, but you should be able to get, uh, if the appeal's going on, you should be able to play. Or force the NFL to hear it quicker. Right. That's, I agree with that. I agree with that. I mean, that's the but whole point of an appeal. Like, if you get. Well, so he, does he lose a check? Is the question. Yeah. Oh, he loses a check well, while he's on the appeal. Yeah. Oh, no. That, that, that can't work like that. He should be able to go play. He should be able to go play. And then they make the decision afterwards. That's right. But now he got to lose a check. Oh, I can't mess with a man and his money. <laughs> <laughs> Cardinals owner Bill Bidwell passed away. He was 88 years old. He became the sole owner of the Cardinals in 1972. Prime most famous uh, in St. Louis for moving the Cardinals uh-huh. from St. Louis to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Was that 88? Yeah. For a long time, you know, he had such a bad reputation as an owner, but you look what he's done in Arizona and kind of the success they've had, and it mm. seems like a good franchise and stable. And and I think his son Michael Bidwell uh, runs the team now, uh, and that has for a while. So thoughts, prayers out to the Bidwell family and a longtime uh, uh, leader in the NFL passed away. New stadium a few yeah, years ago. They hosted a bunch of Super Bowls. Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's you the know, old stadium and the new one. Yeah, the reputation forever was such a bad franchise when they moved. Uh, but it seems like things changed once they got to Arizona. All right. Thursday night football tonight. The Rams at 3-1 and one, and the Seahawks at 3-1. and one. No dramatic intro like on Monday night. There's no music. There's Why no, not? No, there's no music, you know. It's, just, it's yeah. Thursday night come on, football. Give it, come on, give it off the cuff. The Let's Los see. Angeles Rams, are they real or not? We'll find out tonight in the noise of Century League Field of Seattle, Washington. The Emerald well, the, City. Should, that's what they're called. Seattle's the Emerald City. The 3-1 and one Seattle Seahawks await. Trying to help you. Who you got? Thank oh, that was you. terrible. I just did it off the cuff. Yeah, Who you, you get to throw the Emerald City in there. Then, like, some dramatic pause, possibly. Um, I'm going to go with uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go Seattle because I, I think that Rams defense has issues. It's a tough place to play, and Russell Wilson's playing the best football of his career right now, 118 mm-hmm. passer rating. Pretty good. So, I'm going uh, to say the Rams are going to lose two in a row, Ooh, and I'm going to say the Seahawks find a way to win. What do you think? Big yeah, I'm going with the 12th man in this way. Like you said, Russell Wilson's playing some of his best football. Yeah, playing good, man. And golf is struggling. He's struggling. Uh, how in the heck did they give up 55 last week to, well, Tampa? to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Well, they had a uh, defensive touchdown. That's one. Mm-hmm. That's one. Um, it's six points. I think they had a couple. Goff threw like three picks and had two fumbles. Yes. I mean, something terrible. Yeah, he was I mean, terrible. It was a disaster. Okay. The whole thing was Short a Short fields yeah, and whole deal. Yeah. 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 Well, they might be reconsidering that uh, extension. Oh, wait. Well, delayed. Wait, now. Wait, he just said you can't mess with the man's money. Hey, now you want to take his extension. I'm just saying, listen. <laughs> what happened, Leon? Nah, I changed that quick. <laughs> jumped on the other side. Depends you, on the situation. You went to management side real quick. <laughs> I did. Jags Panthers coming up. You guys feel good about this game? I told you right. I locked it. 21-17. Yeah. Put it in the bank. 3-2. 21-17? 21-17. Okay, I got Jaguars 24-20.
Mm, I like that. Three and two coming back Three home and two. for the New Orleans Saints uh, in two weeks. Now, uh, Leon, we'll talk to you on Sunday. You got it. Leon Searcy with us. Tony, you and I are back in a yeah, moment. Staying. The Doug Marone Show is right around the corner. The head coach will join us for the next half hour on the Jaguars Radio Network. Thanks to our entire crew, and thank you for watching and listening to Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.